Greetings, citizens of Podcast City. I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning. As of this moment, you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, then perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Beat me if you can survive if I let you. Shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Yes, sir. You know what to do with your dead homie Blaze coming through with a little message just for you. The homies over at Hell Entertainment hit me up. They told me they're doing it all, yo. They do it all from photography to graphic design and publications, yo. And that ain't it. They're doing it for artists. They're doing it for artists around the motherfucking world. That's right. Not just your backyard. Not just out there on the streets in the states. They talking about the motherfucking world. That means the whole goddamn globe. That circle. That whole motherfucking circle. That's what the fuck they doing. They doing the damn Everybody, yo. And that ain't all. That ain't all. Look, 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 look. They on that next level. They on that next level. That's right. Center Sundays. They doing their own podcast. They talking about everything from music and more. Check them out today, yo. You heard it here first. Your homie and my homies over at Hell Entertainment. Yo, that's what I'm about. This motherfucker. Body's on the one suspicious. A body shot me. It's interesting to see the means and the tactics to take. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hell yeah. I got the seltzer water today. Oh, don't go loading up on seltzer there, guy. Good thing I'm not driving tonight. You got to set an example for them, their chitlins. So, pace yourself. You know it. You know it. Here we are, match seven of Off the Rope Tuesday. We got as many shows as Tom Brady's got rings. How about that? Oh, oh, the Bucks win! Fire the cannons! 
And what's one way that Tom Brady won't win a Super Bowl? Trade him to the Cowboys. (laughs) Yeah, I got to say, go fuck yourself on that one. Oh, you're a stupid fucking Cowboys fan. (laughs) Hey, what can I say? I'm a Pats fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. And now I guess I'm a fucking Bucks fan. So lucky me. A lot to work with there. (laughs) (laughs) Or not a lot if you're a Dallas fan. (laughs) Oh, fucker. Hey, it's it's all because of my pappy, all right? I get it. Hell yeah. Them fucking early 90s, man. Emmett Smith is still the man. I don't care what anybody says. I can't talk too much. I am a Yankees fan, as you know. Yeah. And um, all right. So, speaking of which, you're a Patriots fan, but a Yankees fan. That one. But but it goes the same route. My old man, you know, rest in power. He He was a Yankees fan. So. Got to hand it to the old man. He was also a dedicated Stooges fan as well. I missed that. that he was that and a dedicated drinker. <laughs> that he was, unfortunately, as well. But before we get too far off topic, before we even get on the topic, by the way, speaking of sports, we actually have to give a big shout-out to the Boston Bruins because if they had not wrapped up their series on Sunday against the Washington Capitals, well, I'm sorry, folks, we were not going to be doing the show this week. No, 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 we no. Boston playoff come first. Sorry, folks. Oh, the no. wrestling world, the Bruins playoffs comes first. And, well, y'all can just suck it if you don't like it. But it worked out for the best. And trust me, with my severe ADHD, I could not try to deliver a top-notch performance as I'm known for while being distracted by the Bruins. I mean, I'd get halfway through the Dynamite uh, or the SmackDown breakdown and be like, oh, yeah, so Roman Reigns score! Yeah, so. That's how it would be. And... I would understand you understand this, but our dedicated five listeners would be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. We do not want to dis- disappoint the fives and tens of listeners that we have out there. And we appreciate your support, fans. That's why we talked well, to the Bruins. We were like, hey, you guys got to wrap this shit up, man. The yeah. people need us. I was, like, Tuka, you gotta, I was like, Tuka, you got to stand on your head, play, play your game, and uh, – we got a fucking show to do, so uh yeah, you can't you guys can't play on Tuesday. It's just that simple. So Bergeron was like, I'll do what I gotta do, man. Bergeron. So before we get going into our recaps and other extracurriculars for the evening, we had mentioned last week. Well, first of all, before we get going on my little spin-off here, uh thank you, Dorkening Podcast Network, Deadly Grounds mm-hmm. Coffee. Uh, you all kick ass. Thank you for keeping us afloat here and keeping our ugly mugs where you can see them in our ugly voices, where you can hear them on all streaming platforms. Go like, share, subscribe. We will be in your ears and in your face. Whoo! That was a lot. Okay. You did it. Last week, we gave a big shout-out to Kojo's Toy World out there in New Bedford on uh, Pleasant... What's... uh, Where the fuck are... uh, Purchase Street. Thank you. Yes. Purchase Street in front of me. I would like to say... Stop with the fucking vandalism, people in New Bedford. I don't know if you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. They got their fucking window broken because someone wanted a toy. Fucking go in there and just ask. Don't fucking vandalize. They're a new business. They're a kick-ass business. You don't see a lot of new businesses popping up with the way the world is today. And they're huge in the wrestling. They're huge in the toys. We support them. We love them. Stop fucking around because if I find you, I'll beat you myself. Heed thy warning. Yeah, those guys are awesome, and I was really bummed to see that this weekend. In case you guys didn't hear the story, someone broke their window and did some thieving, which, hey, you know, 
it's a desperate word world out there but uh you know those guys over there they deserve far better treatment than that so i was glad to see they got things patched up the other day love you guys over at kojo's toy worlds and uh hey don't stop her rocking man i have faith in thee yes absolutely so with that being said let's uh Touch base real quick on the newest A&E biography that aired this past Sunday. Mm, yes, yes. That was a touchy subject for some folks involved, was it not? The great Jim Helwig, a.k.a. the ultimate warrior, dingo warrior. <laughs> dingo warrior, dude. I changed love his that. name to warrior legally. Mm -hmm. He did that. I, I mean, me growing up as a kid, he was one of my top two. Him and Hogan. As like pretty much almost any kid in the 80s growing up in the late 90s, uh, early 90s. But uh, you watch that biography on him and you learn some shit. You learn some extra shit. Oh, yeah. They are extremely informative, as we uh, mentioned pretty much every week now since that uh, series started at right around the time we started the show here. And, um, yeah, Ultimate Warrior, that's an interesting one for me. i not going to lie. I wasn't really the biggest Ultimate Warrior fan coming up. Yeah, you know, to teach their own. I mean, uh, I mean, I respect him for was, but I love the Macho Man so much. And when he beat Macho Man, and Macho Man was, you know, vanquished from WWF and everything, I was like, this guy sucks now. Hey, I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, you know, I, it's nothing personally against the guy as well. I had also just come to know even before seeing this. Very well done documentary in case for all of you out there who didn't get a chance to see it on Sunday night. I know we were speaking about this earlier before the show. I read Bret Hart's book. I mentioned that book a lot because wrestling fans, if you have not read Bret the Hitman Hart's autobiography, you really, really need to go check it out. It is fantasmagoric. But he Ooh, said, big word. He, well, I got that one from Scooby-Doo. Like, wow, Scoob. But um, yeah, anyway, Brett talked about an incident where the Warrior was the WWF champion at the time. And apparently, they were doing a show, and there was this little boy there with his mom and dad. The kid had terminal cancer, only a short time to live. His dream was to meet the ultimate Warrior. And Brett went on to say in his book that Warrior just blew this kid and his family off all day when meanwhile the whole rest of the entire locker room came out and individually met this kid you know gave him autographs pictures the whole nine warrior made that poor little boy wait all day and he never ever showed and i guess brett actually called him out on it and i was like you know what good for you brett because that is pretty lame um i mean they did show him doing some cool stuff for the kids and whatnot and then of course he went on that horrible yukon rant you're gonna have to go back and watch the biography because we're not gonna oh, repeat yeah, yeah. yeah. no no we're not doing that no no that was really really dumb on his part extremely stupid and he admitted it years later you know he called himself out and knew he had uh royals royally screwed up but yeah I don't know, man. I, I liked him, but I didn't like him. I don't know. I was a Macho Man guy, big time, Undertaker as well. And when, now it makes more sense to me after seeing it, just to wrap things up here on this subject, because he really didn't have that long of a stint when you think about it. And, no, and I didn't realize how short it was until mm -hmm. I watched the biography. Yeah. Because you think oh. you know, he, he, was, he was there at WrestleMania 5. He fought Rick Rude for the IC belt. 
He was mm-hmm. there at six, obviously, when he fought Hogan for title for title. Oh uh, no, he beat no, sorry, he beat uh Honky Tonk Man for his first ever IC championship. Right, at SummerSlam. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. Okay. That, that was but, yeah, I thought you met the first time. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, from the time you really noticed him, so we'll go back to that SummerSlam, WrestleMania five, six, seven. He came back at eight because he got fired in between there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but back to your point of him not Give an autograph or a picture to that little kid. What's Yo, up, he, he, Joe Irmo? What's up, buddy? Sorry. He also uh, he also snapped at some poor little kid in the airport. Yeah, yeah. And that's what yeah. caused the uh, you know Vince made him do an apology video, and uh, Mister Hellwig thought that was really beneath him to do that because he didn't think he did anything wrong. So yeah, that what's was the, what's, the end right there. So what's what's that really say about the the Warriors? state of mentality at that point yeah he was fucked up a lot he steroids and bodybuilding but you got to go watch the biography there's a whole lot of information mm-hmm. in there uh he is actually also on the dark side of the ring on uh, i think it's vice this thursday vice night TV. yes that's vice that is correct vice tv uh, so go check that out he has also the self-destruction of the ultimate warrior dvd out there that vince put out without his uh consent which kind of tore the warrior party even more, but uh, wrapping that up, you know, rest in power, ultimate warrior. And, uh, you know, I still like him. I still used to want one of my tops in the eighties and nineties. And that's about it. Yeah. Like I said, I liked him, but I didn't like him. I don't know. He wasn't back then when I was a kid, he really wasn't one of my top favorites. I just thought, I even remember as a kid, just thinking it was, funny to see him come out and just run and do the uh, he just looked like a big cartoon to me all the time i will say though his promos were just uh, some of the all-time greatest because oh, for real i made absolutely no sense whatsoever in any of his promos and i there's a great video if you look it up on youtube it's a collection of like jericho jerry lawler you name it a bunch of guys that were around him especially guys from back in the day like lawler and whatnot that saw him in his heyday rick flair that they'd be sitting there watching him do these promos live and they had no clue what he was talking about. You know, know. The, the WrestleMania 6 one when he's, uh, oh, he's talking about Hogan and he's like, take the controls, Hulk Hogan, and crash that plane into a nosedive or whatever the hell he says. Like, I just remember watching that as a kid and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, this was a, the same, you know, federation that had cranked out, oh God, Earthquake and Typhoon and even Mantar at one point. But the Warrior was just for me, just like, uh, yeah, but nah. So there's that. Oh, that's that on the Ultimate Warrior. Go watch the biography, A&E. Go watch Dark Side of the Ring this Thursday night on Vice TV. Again, we are neither for paid nor sponsored by these TV stations. We just think they do a fucking kick-ass job, and we want to give them props for even though they make way more money than we do. Because I'm not going to lie. It would be pretty cool if they wanted to sponsor us. Just And, and, and uh, Alex Ovechkin, I hope you're watching from home because you're not playing hockey, you bitch. Oh, I knew you were waiting for that. You and your, your deep-seated hatred for Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. You know, when you join the Caps fan page and then get booted half an hour later because you're just trolling them with brewing stuff. It's a good I time. Got, I thought that was pretty funny when you, you sent that to me the other day on the old uh, facey space there. 
So on to the AEWs. Oh, hey, before we jump into the old uh, AEW Dynamite deposition, I did, I just wanted to check. We should have gone over this beforehand. Sorry, folks. But uh, we do have a new segment this week that we want to incorporate in the show that I didn't know. Should we start off with that or should we save that? Maybe in between the meat and potatoes. Let's do a let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with the new shit. Right. We'll see how the rundowns like go, and if we don't get to the rundown, right. we don't. But let's let's kick off some new shit, some new some new content for my for our two two loyal viewers out there. We appreciate both of you. Hope you both have beer and ice cream. I think we might be up near a full hand of fingers. Oh, all right. I don't know. We might be five time, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time world champion. <laughs> so. <laughs> We had a bit of a brainchild this weekend, if you will. Actually, I will give full credit to uh, my boy Diggs here. This was your one, and I like this segment. I like the idea of it anyways, and this is the first time for it. Amy Young Photography. You're welcome for being here. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank, thank us for being here, or you're welcome for us being here. Either way. You've confused me, and I thank you very much for that. She's saying that we're welcome, that that she's here. Yes, yes. It's the old double talks, me. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> before before this, uh, this fine smoke here kicks too heavy, and I lose all short-term memory. Marmalade. Like to, marmalade? Ooh, who's got some? Marmalade memory? sandwiches. <laughs> Who has the memory? We are all over the place tonight, folks. Stay with us. Bear with us. Oh. So, enough of all the shenanigans. Here you are, ladies and gentlemen. On this day in professional wrestling history for the day of May 25th. And this is this day has quite a checkered past in the world of professional wrestling. I must Let's see say. if yours cross with mine. Uh, you want to take the first uh, first at bat there, buddy? No, we'll just go one for one. All right. I'll kick it off then. As AEW officially debuted on the scene with their first show back in 2019 with the original Double or Nothing pay-per-view on this day, May the 25th. Ooh. Ooh. May the 25th, this day in history. 1994, the year is. I was just a wee uh -huh. lad going into the high schools. You were a wee lad going to the eighth grades, I believe. I know where you're going with this story because I believe it be on me list as well, laddie. Uh, the one that you know of uh, half of the Hardy Boys, Mr. Jeff Hardy, made his debut. Uh, fighting the one, two, three kid. Mm-hmm. That's right, Sean Waltman, Mr. X Pack, Six Pack, One, Two, Three, get himself. Who will There's come one. into our story in our show a little bit later on. Oh, yes, he does. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I got to say, though, um, the Jeff Hardy uh, day in history there, I did not know this until today. I was quite impressed. I always was under the impression that Hardy's first match on television was when he had the squash match against Rob Van Dam back in, what was it, 97, when ECW did the initial invasion, which was one of the greatest moments in wrestling history as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, I always thought that was Hardy's first televised match. I didn't know. He was just a freaking teenager. 
What's that doing, guy? That guy's be doing. Good evening. Good evening to you as well, my good man. But yes, didn't even know. Did could he was he even old enough to um, vote or? He was sixteen. Smut snow, sixteen. So, so he no. could not buy the no. smut, could not buy the smokes, could not buy the lottery. No scratch tickets for young Jeffrey. So that was he very was intriguing to find that out. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up to the plate myself here with this day in history back in 2012. This is oh. a very, very infamous day. In the history of Y2J, oh, he did more than break the walls down that night, buddy. As on this day, I should say, this was a couple of days before that, but the reason this day is significant is because Chris Jericho was suspended by the <laughs> WWE on this day back in 2012 for the infamous Brazilian flag incident. Yes, out there not familiar with the Brazilian flag incident. Just go look it up, kids. Yep. I had that one, too. <laughs> yeah, how can you not, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. I got a couple more. I didn't get too, too in-depth. Uh, I only got one more myself, so you did more than me. So here's to you, bro. Uh, 18 years ago on this day on May 25th, mm -hmm. Double J defeated the Godfather in a taping of Monday Night Raw to win the IC belt. Wow, look at this guy doing a little digging in the history department. I'm impressed. I dusted I'm, off the books, and, uh, well, here we are. I'm willing to bet I probably watched that match live in its entirety, but thanks. I don't know where it's at. We actually could have probably been there. Who, who could have? Who knows? Thanks to years of malted hops and bong resin, old gray mashy ain't what she used to be, but chances are it's on video somewhere down in my dad's basement right now. I wouldn't doubt that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bobby. And so my last one here for our new segment on this day in professional wrestling wrestling history. Also on this day back in 1994. You mentioned it first with Hardy Boy and the one, two, three kid, but another monumental day in WWF history took place on this day back in 1994 as primetime Brian Lee, as he was later known in his glorious ECW career, made his WWF debut as the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase's fake undertaker. Ooh, that's a, that's a new call right there. That was huge, man. Remember Undertaker wound up in the casket? I still remember yep. when Bambi jumped on top of it like, ha-ha, I'm fat. You're not getting out, Undertaker. Take that. And then Undertaker was gone for months and months, and they did that segment uh, leading up to SummerSlam where Wesley Nielsen, Frank Drebin himself, was on the hunt for the Undertaker. Do you remember that? That was hilarious. Yep. I love Wesley Nielsen, <laughs> one of the greatest actors of all time. Naked gun, airplane, hell yeah. But – then, as we all know, how that turned out. The Underfaker. What's the guy doing? Underfaker. Yes, just like uh, Fakor from He-Man. You know you know the score, mm -hmm. buddy. You know it. You know, you know what's it. happening next. But we all know how that turned out. 1994 SummerSlam. What a great pay-per-view, man. You had, the obviously, the Undertaker's return, the real Undertaker, dismantling the fake Undertaker before he sent him packing for ECW and his awesome feud with Tommy Dreamer. Cannot forget that. Primetime Brian Lee was the guy constantly choke slam Dreamer through tables. God, I miss those days. But also on that card, who could ever forget? Perhaps the greatest blue steel cage match in history 
Owen versus Brett, mm. SummerSlam 1994. And as we all know, this week marked the 22-year anniversary since perhaps the worst night in professional wrestling history, as we all unfortunately know that story. Owen was oh, yeah. taken away from us way too soon. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Owen. You Rest know, in I, peace, told, Owen. I know I, I it's one of those days that you remember where you were. Yep. I remember I was at my house uh in Centerville. I was on the phone with Kevin, old man mm-hmm. Ewing, watching the pay-per-view. And uh we were eating I was eating those big giant pixie sticks. I have not had a pixie stick pixie stick since that pay-per-view. Well, that's probably why you still have teeth, buddy. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't you know it's harsh memories, harsh memories. Mm. Well, it's either that or the mess. You gotta go one way or the other in these days. Uh, pixie sticks are cheaper. And um yeah, <laughs> a lot of other advantages. <laughs> Oh, all right. My last one here. I got one more for you. 15 years ago on May 25th, uh, the WWF aired WWF Confidential on Spike TV. They uh, That show lasted about two years before it got the hook. Two years? Wow. I, I didn't even know it lasted that long. What was the premise of that show? I don't even remember it now, to be honest with you. I didn't really do that deep of research on it. I just saw they had a TV show. I'm sure it failed because it's Vince. Everything Vince does, it's not Raw or SmackDown fails. So hmm. I, think I, more, I think it was more of a like a behind-the-scenes kind of kind of show. Wait, I'm sorry. What year did you say this was again? 15 years ago. All right. So this was 2000 and uh, math. <laughs> Okay, this might have been around that time. See, once WCW was done, ECW was done, it was just WWE. I dropped out for a while, to be honest with you, as far as being a wrestling fan went. I was in college at the time. Believe it or not, I actually did go to college for three years. <laughs> but uh and here we are for another show. <laughs> that's why I'm doing podcasts for free, folks. Get that <laughs> higher education, kids. <laughs> uh, but I I stopped watching for a long time. Uh, I wasn't until oh, I wish I had my boy single H here to remind me. It was like 2009, 2008, I want to say. I had knee surgery, I was all laid up, and I saw an ad that the Royal Rumble is on and Hit up single H was like, Hey, buddy, you want to burn and watch the Royal Rumble? He had was the same as me. We hadn't watched in years, watched the Rumble, and it was like, All right, oh, God, manly, this guy coming through for us. Confidential was Dark Side of Wrestling, but was as dark as the Care Bears episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, guy. Well played. Great research, guy. We're gonna have to put you on the payroll, which is already at zero. Thank you very much. But yeah, that's. A reason why I don't remember it because I dropped off wrestling for quite some time there because it was just I, I I just couldn't cope with the fact that ECW was dead. That took me a long time actually. I'm not even joking. So <laughs> no, I, I I don't doubt it. I know you were uh, you were a hard hardcore ECW fan, and I know when I was that, a big uh, fan, folks. I was a big fan. I know when that all took a hiatus and went went to the wayside. I know that you know that took that took that took your hair. 
That took the hair yeah. away. Oh, that's what turned me off. Whoop, 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 whoop. Curly style. Yes. We need to do a uh, we need to do an ECW show sometime in the near future. Mm-hmm. 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 My fucking but, meowing at me. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, wait. Oh, does, does that mean we have a special guest meow? Meow. Say. Mm -hmm. Saucer of milk table two. <laughs> I guess we better get on with this whole shit show. Yeah, because we have to make sure we have enough time to get into the naughty side of wrestling. It's got to get smutty, folks. Be but first, before the smut, it's your AEW Dynamite. What are you calling it now? We are officially dubbed this segment the AEW Dynamite Deposition. I heard that. I heard that word a lot when I frequent in courtrooms at a point in my life. So I figured let's throw that in. <laughs> let's throw a legality term in there because we're smart. Mm, fire it up. So last Wednesday night, things got underway as Christian Cage stepped inside the squared circle to take on Matt Seidel in a match that saw Christian come away with a win once he was able to hit the kill switch on Seidel after almost 10 minutes of... I'm getting beep beep from Facebook. Hopefully you guys aren't hearing that. No, it's only in your okay. head. Oh, it's all in your mind, Michael. Okay. Cujo, sorry, I saw you, man. That thing came up real quick, and I uh, didn't see it. Sorry, I don't know what you said, but thanks for checking us out nonetheless. So, Anna who? Yeah, so hit him with the kill switch on Saddle's face after almost 10 minutes of back and forth action. There was no time for celebration, however, as Taz started spewing a bunch of jibba-jabba in Christian's general direction until out came Ricky Starks, who, don't know if you know this, I think I brought this up last week, recently broke while well, fractured like three vertebrae in his neck uh yeah. that night against hangman adam page there a couple of weeks back so good to see him up and about they did say he is going to be out of action for uh i believe about three months now but he did make his presence known and uh he along with taz of course, just one big distraction as Team Taz came in and jumped Christian and Seidel from behind, which then prompted Hangman Adam Page to come to their aid. But he was treated to a chop block for his efforts, courtesy of Taz's son, Hook, as well as a vicious, vicious, Sid Vicious-like powerbomb at the hands of Brian Cage, a.k.a. Shoulders McGee. That's right. That's for you, Ivy. Next up, we were treated to a tag team contest as the acclaimed went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the relentless duo of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. And I I just love them. They're awesome together. I think it works great. And I personally thought that it was fantastic when Kingston described the acclaim uh by saying, quote, one's a rapper, the other's the rapper's friend prior to the match. <laughs> he has much better delivery than me. He's you know actually from New York and stuff. I'm I'm from Cape Cod. So big difference there, folks. Uh but during the finish, Moxley scored a shot to Caster's dome piece with his own jam box. That's right. Because I don't know if you are aware they come out with their little jam box. They do a rap and they, you know, denounce their opponents before the match begins. 
and they tried pulling a little sneaky action behind the ref's back with a chain and it didn't work out to their advantage but why the ref wasn't looking mox grabbed the jam box and smoke show dude it was hilarious i love and, moxie's uh, i love moxie's character in, in aew where he came from from you know wwe over to that transition it's just so raw so talented mm -hmm. yeah i love his intensity he he's one of those guys that makes you feel like you know he really believes it like brett did you know what i mean yep. like even though you know he knows it's his job and yes we all get it folks it's pro wrestling the story storylines are predetermined pre see i'm choking on my own rage here i tell you yeah 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 we get all but that. he sells it so well he that he just, he, don't. yes he he is just i and i he's fantastic i can't even say enough good things about the guy and now that he's in AEW, he really gets to be who he truly is because right. I loved him as Dean Ambrose in WWE. Don't get me wrong. He had some fantastic feuds with Seth Rollins, with Kevin Owens, you name it, Jericho, but, uh, and Bray Wyatt. That was another one of my favorites. But then, you know, it was obvious that WWE, much like they've done to far too many superior talents, just wasted him. And he saw the writing on the wall and he was right to get the fuck out of there when he did, because it's certainly paying off dividends now. Is it not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. So, uh, yes, after the whole jam box incident, um, Mox and Kingston introduced us to their new patented finisher, the wheelbarrow paradigm shift for the pinfall victory. So stay tuned for more on, well, stay tuned for more on Moxley and Kingston later on in the dynamite deposition because they want done there, folks. Mm -mm. As the night wore on, the man of a thousand holds and the man of a thousand and four holds had a brief on-camera reunion as ECW and WCW alumni Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho shared a moment on screen that then segued to Scorpio and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page in the ring running their mouths about Sting and Darby Allen. That did not sit well with AEW's top face painters who soon heard enough and came out to voice their opinions with good old pro wrestling violence instead of, you know, talking it out, because that's boring. Yeah, why would you want to talk it out? Talking's dumb. <laughs> Fight, damn it, <laughs> chairs, cookie sheets. <laughs> Fight to the death. Fire! So this was, uh, of course, much like the whole show was, a build-up for... The big pay-per-view coming up this Sunday, folks, as these two teams will go to war at that very pay-per-view, pay-per-view, double or nothing, coming up this Sunday, May 30th. Now, the Pinnacle cut a promo on the Inner Circle as their stadium stampede match will also take place this Sunday night as another way to help promote the upcoming pay-per-view. The AEW Women's Champion, who as of this week has officially been champion for over 365 days now, Hikaru Shida defeated Rebel, who, as we all know, is a Dr. Britt Baker, DMD's minion. So Dr. Britt did get the upper hand on Shida in the end, though, as the match. Uh, yeah, what did I say there? Space case. Yeah, so Dr. Britt got the upper hand on Sheeta and jumped her and all that jazz. So the current number one contender, that's what she did. 
That's what I was getting to. She dropped the current AEW Women's Champion down on a face to her very own title belt. So expect some big things from these two coming up on Sunday, folks. I am a big fan of both Dr. Britt and Hikaru Shida. I think this is this could be the match that potentially steals the show, in my opinion. Just keep an eye on it, folks. I'm going to agree. Mm -hmm. Now, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega tried to weasel his way out of having freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy in the triple threat match with Pac at Double or Nothing, but to no avail, Kenneth. And uh, the NWA's women's title match was up next as the champion Serena Deeb put her title up for grabs in a very, very solid contest against Red Velvet. In case you missed it, folks, you might want to go back, hit that DVR or whatever the hell you got there. Red Velvet, probably the best match she's had in AEW since she started out. And um, I was very happy for her. Would have been cool if she won, but then that be the way it goes. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. Velvet, she did come up short. That match was followed up by Anthony Ogogo. I, his name just sounds like he should be an 80s pop singer. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Anthony Ogogo and the Go-Go's. But uh, yeah, he uh, cheated his way to victory over the son of Gun, Billy Boy's Austin Gun, and he moves closer to his pay-per-view showdown with the American Dream, Co Cody Rhodes. Miro and Lance Archer also got the chance to build some heat for their TNT title match this Sunday night. So that only leaves us with the main event of the evening. And this week's top spot belonged to the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, who were able to hold off the Varsity bump, varsity Blondes. Here we go, speed bump tongue. Thanks in part to a whole lot of dirty tactics. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. gave it their all. This was a top-notch quality performance on the part of all four combatants. But when it was all over, the evil Bucks of Youth did indeed prevail. But their luck was short-lived, though, when Moxley and Kingston returned to choke out the Young Bucks as well as steal their <laughs> shoes once they were unconscious. But that was awesome. <laughs> Total ghetto style, dude. That was Gotta great. steal the shoes. <laughs> and, hey, apparently it was the right way to go. If, if you steal the Tag Team Championship holder's shoes, then guess what? You get to face them for the belts at the upcoming pay-per-view the following week. So this Sunday, yes, it's going to be Eddie Kingston and John Moxley heading up against the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Bucks of Youth, and what should be quite a contest. And that is your AEW deposition. Woo! Woo! That was a mouthful. I don't have many woos left in me after those Bruins. I tell you what, buddy. I know, I know. Ooh. And uh, we better hope that... Uh... You know, they're going to do some playing. Hopefully, they're not playing next Sunday. Oh, they're going to play. Oh, they're going to play, but then that's a, that's a whole lot of shit going on with pay-per-views. Uh, yes, go to Game 7. Go to Game 7, Islanders and Penguins. Well, because also next Sunday on A&E's biography is your... Yes, yes. Mr. Bang Bang himself, Foley Sun, is coming yes. up. That's going to be a good one. Not that they all haven't been awesome and spectacular thus far, but that one I'm really, really looking forward to fully. Real quick, just want to mention, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I follow him on Facebook, Instagram, everything. Because, like, who doesn't? I love Mick Foley. And 
he had said that this Sunday he was really looking forward to his biography. He, he said he only watched the first 20 minutes, but he didn't want to watch the rest of it because he wants to share it with all of you. Exactly. You, the viewing audience and the Foley fans out there. I thought that was very cool because everyone knows Mick Foley is like the sweetest, nicest guy that has ever walked the face of the earth. And you, yeah, he's, he's Mick Foley. Like, come on. Yeah. He wears sweatpants and he can pull it off. Not a lot of people could do that. George Costanza couldn't do it. Uh, speaking of Mick Foley, another bit of news. I don't know if you know. Oh, uh, breaking news. Kind of twisted off of Magic Ninja Entertainment. They are a rap group based out of Detroit. Uh, they have their annual Astronomicon con event coming up in August. Uh, this is their fourth year running it. Didn't happen last year, obviously, due to the fucking uh, pandemic happening. But uh, this year they have Mr. McFoley doing three nights of signings. In each of his signings, he will be dressed up as a different character. Wow. That three faces of Foley photo op right there. Uh, Friday is Do Love. Saturday is Mankind. Sunday as Cactus Jack. Uh, you can find all that information over on, uh, I believe it's astronomicon.com or mnestore.com, twisted.com. Uh, get your tickets now to get your photo ops with the very rare Do Love Cactus Jack and Mankind. That is pretty awesome. I uh, Please, Mr. Foley, come somewhere Anywhere near New England to do that. Where did you say it was again? Detroit. Yeah. Not Maybe going we can to make Detroit. a road trip. Not Detroit. No. <laughs> We're not going to Flint, so we'll have good water. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, we could always go up to Battle Creek and visit uh, RVD. You met him. I have not. Oh, I did more than just meet him, buddy. I fired it up with that guy. Woo! Woo! Reefer want- Sutherland style. We want to go through the SmackDowns real quick so we can get to the Raws and then to the SmackDowns. Uh-huh. I should have put Sabu's music in here. Sa- the Sabu porn horn music. Yeah, dude. That's what we always call Good memory. You remember. Yeah. The Sabu porno music. Exactly. We still need, I, like I said, we need the uh, diggity dig, dig, diggity dig, diggity dog background from, from No Mercy. I had it last week. Yeah, you I had it. it. But I, but I but that was last week. That's not this week, buddy. I know. Go hit me up last week. I'll praise you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. It's the SmackDown Breakdown. This Ooh. past Friday night, the curtain was jerked, my friend. The curtain was jerked with a six-woman tag team match that featured the new women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina, joining forces with the SmackDown women's champion, Bianca Belair, to take on the team of Shauna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Bailey. This one came to a close after Baszler caught a distracted Natalia from behind, thus locking her into the Kirifuda. Yes! Sorry, folks. I had to play it. Oh, now I just want to put somebody through a table so bad. Stab Oh, I love that, man. All right. All right. We'll keep play play. while we go to the SmackDown yeah. report. I'll keep it working. I won't get too distracted anymore, I promise. It's, 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 it's going to get you in the mood to get to the raw. Get a little get a little flash funky later. Woo-hoo-hoo. We're doing crazy shit tonight, folks. Crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
So, anywho, just gonna keep dancing along to the Sabu here. Uh, yes, this one came to a close after Baszler caught a distracted Natalia from behind, thus locking her into the Harry Hoka clutch of establishing victory. Next up, we witness the newly formed feud between King Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura that kicked off last week after Nakamura stole and then wore. King Corbin's royal crown. Oh no! Last for me, King Corbin. Last for me. Nakamura was accompanied to the ring by Rick Boggs, who proceeded to climb up onto the announce table during the match and play what was a very distracting guitar solo for King Corbin, who turned his back on Nakamura, thus giving him a wide open berth for a roll up win from behind for the one, two, three. So a little bit of little bit of revenge for old Shinsuke Nakamura after his loss to Corbin last week. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. I hate this storyline. He stole I'm his not crown. a big Nakamura fan. I love see I used to watch Nakamura back when he was still in Japan before WWE ruined him. So they do everybody. I'm a big, big Nakamura fan. Uh, and, yeah, they should just let him, Kevin Owens, and, like, Sami Zayn. Just battle it out. Apollo Crews and Big E just, like, fight every main event every week. I would never stop watching. Well, mm -hmm. I'm a dreamer. So last Friday, it was also announced that Jimmy and Jay Uso would reunite and go up against the Street Profits this week on Monday Night Raw. And plus, we saw one half of the newly crowned SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Dominic Mysterio, pick up a pinfall win over Bobby Roode. The big dog, the WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, made his presence known as well by celebrating his recent victory over Cesaro at WrestleMania Backlash. Still hate that name. So why isn't it WrestleMania Hell in a Cell then? Excellent point. Why isn't it going to be WrestleMania SummerSlam or WrestleMania Survivor Series or WrestleMania Royal Rumble? Because WrestleMania, maybe, WrestleMania. <laughs> maybe Vince has dementia now. He just wants to keep saying WrestleMania. I feel like every time he says that, he pops a blood vessel. Oh, what happened to the Sabu porno music? It I ended. So, I feel so empty inside. The, the music ended. Well, I don't know if I can continue. Uh, I guess I can. You, you, you're you're going to go. You're going to continue. I'll gonna pull through this. somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, Cesaro lost last <clears throat> week. Great match, as we all know. But uh, this prompted the Swiss Superman to join the fray and demand a rematch for the title at the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which I'm confused by this. I thought they always did Hell in a Cell in October. Is that the next pay-per-view? Mm, Hell in a Cell is the next pay-per-view, yes. So why is it going to happen in June? Have they ever done it in June? I thought it always happened in October now. I always thought the summer one was... Uh, what the hell is that other cage match? I, can, I can't think of. Not Hell in a uh, Cell. Oh, Elimination Chamber? The, the, yeah, that. The that always happens before Mania. Yeah, that they, they keep up with that, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hell in a Cell for some reason is now in the summertime. It used to be like their version of uh, you know WCW's Halloween Havoc. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Still miss that. I miss that. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, that was one of the things WCW did right. I loved Halloween Havoc. Best uh, best arena in WCW NW 
NWO revenge on Nintendo 64 for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. My uh, BP medication makes me a bit <clears throat> thirsty and dry. So uh, where the fuck did I leave? Uh, That's why you got some good old Stone Cold yeah, yeah. next to you. Yes, yes. That's right, son. We're going bush style now. We're heading up to the mountains. That's bottom line. Mm. Now that I have less parch. All right, so yeah. <laughs> Hell in a Cell, I guess it's fucking next month. Ah, okay, whatever. Cesaro came out, demanded a rematch, and he was quickly met with a violent response as Seth Rollins attacked Cesaro from behind on the entrance ramp, focusing his attention on Cesaro's already injured arm before ending Cesaro's night with a curb stomp on the entrance ramp. And that's right, folks, you heard me correctly. I said curb stomp. I'm not going to call it stomp. That sounds like something the Headbangers would have done as their finisher. Here comes Seth Rollins with Stomp. Now he's a member of Stomp on Broadway. Like, no, it's the it's the curb Stomp. Okay, so shut up. Call it as it is. Uh -huh. Now that leaves us with Zeku de Gras, the cherry on top. Enchanté, mademoiselle. The main event. And I got to say, this was a good one. As the Intercontinental Champion, Apollo Crews put his bell up for grabs against Biggie Langston, Sammy Fidel Castro, Zane, and Kevin Owens in a fatal four-way match. Now, this was about I was really hoping they were going to do uh, since Biggie dropped the belt to Apollo and they wound up involving Zane and Owens. And this was one of those, okay, they're listening. Skynet can catch my brainwaves because Vince picked up for once, and gave me the Fatal 4-Way match I wanted. So kudos, Vince. Now, um, where was uh, in my notes? Yes. Aha. Yeah. I Good just time. farted. Sorry, I'm not going to lie. You may have heard that. So that was that. Was that. Now, this was a great contest. <laughs> this is a great contest between all four competitors. And just when Big E looked like he was about to wrap it all up and take back the Intercontinental Championship, he and the rest of the WWE. WWE still. WWE. Uh, spit it out there, no, Junior. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm sorry. It's It should be the WWF. It's way easier to say. Well, right? because. He got he got sued, so no. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it back in the day when it was the WWW. I love animals, but come on, why could they come up with a different name? Because animals take so precedence over wrestling. God damn it! Well, animals take precedence over humans, in my opinion. I'm more a fan of animals than humans, so I can't really bitch. Okay, whatever. Sorry, I got a uh, speech sentiment. It's something over here. Oh, I, it's God. Guy Manly over here. It's actually officially billed as WrestleMania Backlash presents WWE L in the Cell. Oh, you know I wouldn't put it past WWE to actually do something that stupid. Well, as a name. Guy, Guy Manley hasn't failed us yet. I'm willing to bet his sources are uh, up to speed. So, yeah, that sounds like a Vince uh, title to me. I mean, it's Thanks, better than Michael, bro. I, I am your buddy, guy. I am your friend, guy. Yeah, so, oh, uh, God, <laughs> a lot's happened now. Yeah, so what the fuck? Anyways, um, Cesaro got all fucked up next to um, goddamn Roman Reigns, his buddy, his little butt buddy, Seth Rollins. So this is going to build up a feud between Rollins and Cesaro, obviously. That will then hopefully give Cesaro another shot at the title, I'm guessing, probably at, like, SummerSlam. That's my... 
that's my wizard prediction right there. So that leaves us with oh god, we were already talking about this. Fucking hell, dude! That I was the main event. How fucking high are you? Know. I told you, man, this is good shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that partial education for you. It's been a long day. Yeah, I slept for like four hours. It doesn't help. Yeah, but uh, anyways, the main event was fucking awesome. And all four of these guys kicked ass. Biggie, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Intercontinental Champion, Apollo Crews. But the big shocker of the evening... That's what I was trying to get to before my ADD took complete control was that Alistair Black finally made his shocking and appalling return to the WWE television world. And, uh, yeah, he screwed things all up for Big E, took him out and cost him the icy belt, set up Apollo to come on in and keep his icy title reign alive. So I'm very curious about what they're going to do with this feud i'm hoping they can somehow incorporate all five of these guys into it because i'm a big fan of all of them and that after a whole bunch of fucking ballyhoo is your smackdown breakdown <laughs> i really oh, hope they, they, they keep with cesaro though and giving cesaro cesaro that push to, to go reigns because he didn't really lose he, yeah, and it's already a match of the year candidate. There's no doubt about it. Rowan's Reigns oh, and, no. and Cesaro. Oh yeah, that match was poo. Probably the best match I've seen this year overall. I, I really can't. There's some top contenders, but I'd go with it. And like I said, I like this. It's I love this. Cesaro deserves it. Yeah. Always been a big fan. I think they're going to build this up. If they do it right, they should build it all the way up to SummerSlam, hence why they're bringing in the Seth Rollins angle right now. So on this end of the WWE spectrum, I give them the old two thumbs up. Just please don't fuck it up like I just did that whole segment. That would be great, Vince. Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, let's not forget that the WWE just announced that they are hitting the road again come July. On the road again. Vince is back on the road again. Uh SummerSlam presented by Backlash WrestleMania, Hell in the Cell, whatever it is, will be held in Texas. Uh, they're back on the road. AEW is also back on the road, as you know, because you will be going in September to the Aganis Arena. That's the plan, Stan. Me and uh, my boy Unicron, a.k.a. Ziggy, we're supposed to be heading up there. That show was supposed to happen last year, but COVID said, uh-uh, we ain't having it. So. So I guess it's time for the good old Raw Report. Break it down, buddy. Ruck kind of sucked this week. That's Raw it. seems to suck every week. It does. Yay! You know, I got a little confused because I could have sworn I saw Kofi pin uh, Bobby Lashley last week to take the title. So why was Bobby Lashley the champion last night on Raw? Wow, I have missed quite a quite a bit there, buddy. Because I obviously, as you can tell, AEW <laughs> and SmackDown were too much for my my brain to handle. So I honestly didn't even get anything to Raw this week. So you'll have to you'll have to clue me in there, guy, because this is all news to me. You informed me last week that Kofi had. That's yes, what I saw. Kofi, the WWE champion, Riz. Kofi had won with an assist from Drew McIntyre, but they come out. MVP comes out with with Bobby Lashley and the tramp stamps that come out with him, and he's the he's the heavyweight champion. 
where and when did that transfer happen that Kofi lost the belt? Or was I just hallucinating shit and reading wrong stuff on the interwebs? I don't know. Um, I got to do some research. I don't know what happened. But in any case, uh, that kicked off a raw. Bobby Lashley coming out with MVP. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so oh, hold on. I just got I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. But so what you're saying is that the WWE Championship changed hands in the matter of less than a week. And we don't even know the story now, how this happened. I couldn't find anything on it online. I couldn't find anything on it on WWE.com. But I know Kofi won the belt last Monday because fans were calling for Kofi Mania 2. Which is I thought, awesome. I yeah, saw I that happen. He got the yeah. belt. Unless I unless something happened after Raw went off the air, as sometimes shit does, as you know, because we've been there when extracurriculars happen when Raw goes off the air. Mm -hmm. So maybe mm -hmm. something happened there and he lost the belt there. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, it's a ghost. It's this is it's, it's very, very intriguing. Very yes, perfect. and perplexing intriguing all of them i mean i've never heard of this before even back in the day you remember when uh diesel just had that split second match with bob Backlund and took the wwf title at Madison square garden with a boot to the gut and a jackknife we saw the video footage of it though that right. following saturday on superstars it wasn't like hey we just announced this over tv and we never saw it i well, i don't know man. I mean, that's like at WrestleMania 9 when Yokozuna pinned Bret Hart and then Hogan came out and slammed Yokozuna and won the title back. Yeah, but they showed it at least. I don't know what I'm saying. They, they showed happened. it. <laughs> where, where did this happen? Where is the footage? Someone out there has got to have a camera. Well, obviously not because there's no fucking fans right now. But somewhere, somewhere this happened. And uh, Guy says Kofi just got the pinfall due to interference, not a title match. But see, I thought it was a title match because uh, it was an open title match. Thanks, guy. Guy, I appreciate it. Maybe that sets it straight. I don't know. The way but, you put it, I was gonna say, like, did did uh, maybe Vince had some, you know, Alzheimer's like dream, and he just thought this happened, so everyone had to go with it because they didn't want to upset him. That's what I, <laughs> I just couldn't make heads or tails of this. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Now we know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm mistaken. It happens. I'm not the smartest, bright, and brightest bulb in the tree, as we all know. But uh, oh, yeah. you, just, you can see I'm batting 500 tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> McIntyre did fight Kofi Kingston at the curtain jerker match of Raw last night uh, with a no decision due to MVP and Bobby Lashley interfering, as they always do. Uh, this match was to determine the number one number one contender for Hell in a Cell. Um, so due to the no decision and the interference, whoever the stupid GM is of Raw, I don't even know who it is. Uh, well, that random dude. I don't know either. The guy. Yeah. The jabroni guy. It might as uh, well just be me. I don't know who, yeah. who he is. But uh, he I just want to ask real quick, though. Please tell me. I've just been waiting for this for so long. Any chance when uh, Lashley and MVP came out, did you did they have any play? I'm coming over the no, loudspeakers. No. Bring it back. I will I let that when it comes back. <laughs> Please do. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at Vince. I know. Like, bring it back, Vince. I love that theme song. So later on in Raw, Kofi and McIntyre complain, blah, 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 go to the ball-headed GM. He sanctions another match for next week on Raw for, to determine the number one contender. But this time, Lashley and MVP are banned from ringside, and they cannot interfere. They cannot go. So maybe it's a legit match. match. 
Mm, banished. I love. I always love a good banishing in, in the world of wrestling. Yes. Then we saw uh, Nikki Cross versus Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross had to survive two minutes in the ring with Rhea Ripley. <gasps> Rhea Ripley got ahead of herself and wasn't watching the clock, and, well, Nikki Cross won. She survived the two minutes. Always wow. watching the will. clock. That's right. Uh, Eyes on the prize, folks. Eyes on right the after prize. that, we had uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. I know how much you love Asuka, but she mm -hmm. was defeated by Charlotte Flair. I felt this was the same matches every fucking week on Raw. Same matches. Yeah. The only difference was this week, they just didn't put uh, Rhea Ripley in, I guess, right? That's no, she fought Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah, no, but I met in Charlotte and Asuka. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because that's what they've been running with this feud. Since you know they had that match at the uh pay per view there and all that jazz, so yes. mm -hmm. uh, we had Cedric Alexander fighting his old tag team partner Shelton Benjamin. They're no longer a tag team, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought that was dumb. They broke that up. I don't, I don't know why they. What was uh, the original faction there that MVP and uh, Shelton Benjamin? They all had with um, Bobby Lashley. Vince randomly broke it up. It was just around a couple months ago before. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I, I, I can't, I can't remember the fucking name, but I like that faction. And then Vince was like, nah, I don't know. Break them up. Yeah, exactly. Because it was, it's Vince. And he wants to do his things his way. Mm -hmm. um, Alexander did come away with the victory over Shelton Benjamin. We shall see where that goes. Riddle fought Xavier Woods from the New Day. That actually was a really good match. Uh, I would imagine it would be between if those on, two. Yeah. If it's on your DVR, go watch that mm -hmm. the, the Riddle Xavier Woods match because there are some bumps in there that made me fucking old ECW. Holy shit! Like, I've come around on Riddle there. So I, I was very familiar with him. Like I said, I, I as far as I know, they're still doing that whole thing with that angle with him and Randy Orton, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, hurt business. That's what it was. Hurt business. Hurt business. Thank you. It was thank yeah, you guys. The tongue. Thanks, buddy. We need to Definitely. bring him on the show. He's, he's got a raise. He went from no dollars to zero dollars. He's, he's moving on up. <laughs> but thank you very much, pal. We appreciate it. Well, yeah, I'm coming around on, on Riddle, too. He's starting to use the RKO as his finisher. I'm not got too him. keen on that. I think that's going to lead to some sort of a breakup between him and uh, Orton. So we'll see what uh, what transpires there. Uh, then we saw Riker fighting AJ Styles. Riker is a big dude. He's got some girth. He does, and uh, he defeated AJ Styles only because uh, Elias interfered. Elias was hiding behind the, ba the barricade, jumped out, interfered, knocked out Styles. Riker got the pin, but then Osmos or Osmos came down and destroyed uh, Elias, chased him up the ramp, and then did like a full body check, like it was Chara checking. My kid, right through the LCD screen at the top of the at the top of the John. What a what a great analogy, Zidane Char, checking your baby into the bar. Like I hate Char. So. That was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> well, I have two kids, so keep that in mind. <laughs> but he's, he's if you watch that, you watch Osmos, 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 whatever his big girthy name is. Uh, I thought it was my favorite Aussie album, Osmosis. I don't know. I don't know. Edward he, James, almost. Almost. 
he's <laughs> he's got he's got some speed to him. And uh, when he connected with El, uh, I keep on calling him Eliash, uh, Elias at the top of the ramp, he put him right <laughs> through. The, he put him right through the the LCD screens. <laughs> oh. Elias, did he play? Did he strum love songs on his guitar? Elias, Elias, Elias. This is a one show for the books, folks. Oh, man. Between Whoa. you and your SmackDown report and me can't pronounce raw, raw, raw characters. We're still coming down off our Bruins high. Sorry, folks. We're, we're having a good time. <laughs> I'm also sick as a dog. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we saw Seamus defeat Humberto Carlillo. And a non title. say that, I want you to say Alberto Del Rio, but I know it's no. not going to happen because he likes to slap caterers, right, Ziggy? Ah. <laughs> and then in the main event of Raw, oh, Natalia, is- and Tam- Natalia and Tamina defeat Basler and Nia Jax. That was the main event of Raw. That was the curtain jerker for SmackDown. That was the main event for Raw. Except it was a six-woman tag because they had Bailey and um, the the current uh, women SmackDown women's champion there, Bianca Belair, in the match. So they just took the curtain jerker for SmackDown and made that the main event of Raw. Minus the tag team. Minus the whole six-woman tag match. That um, is the Raw report, which was not too thrilling. <laughs> Besides the riddle and Xavier Woods and the- so that was the highlight of the evening then. Yes. yes. That should have been the main event, I'm guessing. I don't I'm not surprised. I always liked uh Xavier Woods a lot. The guy's awesome. Um when he gets a chance, much like many of them, to actually showcase what they can do without being held back in some stupid gimmick match. But yeah, I dig it, Daddy. Yes, that is the raw report. That does it for reports and Whatever depositions and all that good stuff. No more reports for you. Oh, bring on less sex cards. <laughs> <laughs> that totally works. I didn't even plan for that. <laughs> oh, how the WWE superstars want to get fired. This is the reason why, folks, if you actually were kind enough to tune in when we first went on the air tonight and saw our our PSA at the beginning of the show, courtesy of our friend Bane out there in Gotham City, there's a reason why we put that up tonight, because the subject matter is a little spicy. Oh, spicy means well. That was on my post earlier. To say, you know, this is a spicy Mm -hmm. means well. There will be no clips, no pictures, nothing shown. We are just talking about those. Who decided to go a different way with their careers and well look where they are now i don't have any pictures you want to look up your own smut go look up your smut on your own time you can find it that's right filth finders you go do that on your own time this is quality wholesome family entertainment yeah i i, I wasn't even gonna try and lie that hard <laughs> yeah there will be no smutty pictures <laughs> Unless you want to see me take my shirt off or moon the camera, that's about all I can offer you here, folks. <laughs> and even that, I need this camera. Up. I don't want to break it. So, and even with that, we need five dollars for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can bills too, you know, people. You can go check <laughs> out Mr. Jack. You can go check <laughs> out Mr. Jack Torrance's OnlyFans site. Talk about a putting a new meaning to the term "shattered dreams," courtesy of Gold Dust. <laughs> Twenty-four karat pictures productions. Presents. 
the bizarre one. Actually, guy, both said, guy said he has to wait for his mom to go to sleep <laughs> to watch the end of the show or to go watch the after smut. Um, that would probably be smut related, I'm guessing. I would think so too. Guy, I hope you're Unless she really hates us and she's like, You watch that show in my house and you're out of here, guy. I kind of so hope that. Like hide under the blanket and watch us live. I kind of hope that's the case because that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Dangerous guy. <laughs> we are the podcast your parents love to hate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, let's kick. Don't this bring up. your kids. <laughs> <laughs> guy says smut. <laughs> smut three sixteen. <laughs> 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 We're going total beams of butt in style now. It's like we got one whiff of. Porn. <laughs> Good God. Oh, oh Satan himself. Here we go, folks. This is it. This is the main event of episode seven, match seven, whatever you'd like to refer to. This is the wrestlers who did porn. Porn, 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 porn. Yeah, porno. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear the word porn in my mind and not think of beeves and butthead. Sorry. Is is it am I alone there? No, 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 no. I was looking I was looking something <laughs> up. <laughs> no. Because all I can hear is uh, you said wood. Right? That's what you think, dude. That's what you think. Yeah, that is the topic to end off this evening's <clears throat> program. I'm bringing it back. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe diggity dig dig diggity dog is is a is a porno track that's worthy of <laughs> background beats. Yes. Now it's official. Sabu porno music is kicked in. Here you are, ladies and gentlemen. Guy is kicking this off for us. He's gonna kick this segment off right now. He said Sunny <laughs> did it, but man, it was too late for me. That was going to be my closing statement there, guy. So you beat us to the end of the show. There it is. That's the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Man, what a total disappointment that was. I, I'm i not going to lie, dude. I never watched it. Just like any kid our age back in 1996. Yeah. Did I not have a fucking teenage boner for Sonny? Yeah. Of course I did. Every kid didn't. And if, and if you I say had you did, the WWF magazines taped to my walls and that whole jibba jabba. But I don't know. Once she decided to cross over into the Triple X world, I heard about it. I honestly had about as much interest in watching this as I would watching Hulk Hogan bang the uh, uh, Bubba Love Sponges. Friggin' wife. <laughs> I actually remember one of a friend of mine, Maple, if you're watching, I remember being at the bar one night when that whole controversy came out. And he's like, Did you watch it? Meaning the Hogan Bubba Love Sponge Wife video. And I was like, No. He was like, Oh, why not? I was like, Who wants to see Hulkster fuck? Right. Exactly. <laughs> no. So, never saw it. Never saw the sunny one either. I am aware that, yes, she has gone into the, uh, I don't 
film industry. Um, you know, I got to say, though, too, on this, this whole subject, not all of them, but a lot of them, I kind of honestly feel bad for because these are obviously... Sunny is a great example of this. She had a phenomenal career, and between, you know, her loss of Chris Candino, her husband, I'm sure that didn't help at all, but... You know, they were already both into heavy drugs. That's why Candido died at such a young age. Um, there's also the infamous story Rob Van Dam has spoken of that there was a day that at, his, at backstage, Chris Candido, ECW, is looking for Sonny, can't find her. Meanwhile, RBD tells the story of how she was downstairs in the boiler room blowing Sabu for somas. So that's a description of what kind of problems Sonny encountered in her life. Yeah, that's pretty much it right oh, there. Yeah. And she obviously ruined her whole career with drugs and what forth. I'm sorry to bring such a Debbie Towner to the subject, but Jeez, you know, there are those cool, cases. Um, you know, she she was the hottest thing in the world. Remember, she was the top number one search thing in the world on AOL.com back in the day. Remember she was, when that was Yeah, she thing? was a top search diva. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, she was the one that really kind of kicked that that attitude era off for them for mm -hmm. for the divas to start with that little bit of showing some skin. I got to keep it a little G rated because I got the other one over there. So don't worry, I'll provide all the stuff. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, she was really the one that you know the scantily dressed and it's kind of set the mark for the Sables and the Stacy Keeblers and the Tori Wilsons. Um, as we know, they all led into Hugh Hefner's magazine, uh, which was, you know, they were beautiful. <laughs> well, and, and to relate to your point there about Sonny as well, Sonny, in a way, well, actually, no, there's no doubt about it. She had a big part to do with kicking off the Attitude Era as well. She helped kind of build that foundation back there in 96 uh -huh. that's when they started remember they started introducing the uh wwf raw magazine that was like ooh, there's wwf magazine but then there's raw magazine and this one's a little more racy now ooh. Well, and yeah, that's you see sunny's you know she wasn't naked but you know, no, she's she, her, she was in the lingerie and the bikinis yeah, on the yeah, beach yeah, yeah. And, and like that. that led to, like you said, Sable and all the other ladies that followed in that era. So, yeah, Sonny mm -hmm. actually was quite influential in introducing the Attitude Era. Of course, then she went on to ECW with Candido and everything is uh, Tammy Lynn uh, Bitch or Sitch. Well, she was Sitch, the other one was Bitch. That's Sitch. right. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the way. Sunny she can also take some bumps too, no, and not the bumps of the cocaine. She can take the bumps of actually in the ring too. <laughs> bumps of all kinds. Bumps of all kinds. Yeah, we'll put it that way. Yeah, that's how she looked at the uh, armory when we went to that show there. Remember, Lawler was there, and that's when we met Fonzie. And uh, oh, dude, I remember. Candido, right, you know, that was that was like right before Candido died. Actually, yeah, yeah, I remember. They were there, and I remember I yelled out, Sonny sucks, and she turned around and was like, so? <laughs> I did, yeah. That's <laughs> yes. Yes, that happened. So oh, we were so 30, 30 racks into that show. But All right, guys. So thank you. You just basically took the whole show and made us go right to the cream of the crop in so many ways, no pun intended, <laughs> with the whole Sonny segment. But. There's a lot more to get to that we should move on with. So do would you, Mr. Diggs, 
Yes, sir. To give us your first mention of the list, I should say, I guess. I mean, you can't go wrong with a good-looking Beulah, McGill Beulah McGillicuddy. You had to steal my favorite, didn't you? Oh, this segment is not going well for me at all. Between you and Guy, I'm screwed here. Dude, you asked, I answered. You know? <laughs> no, hey. if, you, if you wanted to say it first, you should have said it first. <laughs> I can't blame I was trying to be a gentleman, Dave, as we're talking about porn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, what I mean, what was she in? Was she was she was in Hustler? Eula was in a Zip Penthouse magazine. She also did a video uh, where it's it's her solo style and Yep. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Bueller was always my favorite woman in wrestling, really, thanks to the power of ECW and raging hormones when I was <laughs> many moons ago. So <laughs> Yeah. Not, gonna, not gonna lie, that's that's that one's up there on my list. <laughs> Thanks, Wyatt. By the way, if you're watching, I'll never forget when you burned that DVD for me. One of the highlights of, of the and as we both get off this podcast later to our significant <laughs> others, you're gonna be looking yeah, at it. Yeah, like, this is gonna go real well. <laughs> oh, my chick's awesome, she'll get it. <laughs> I am my own too. She'll just me up a little bit, but hey, I like that. Um, sha -sha -sha. plus every once in a while, we need that, don't we? I mean. Come on now. <laughs> we know who's in charge. <laughs> Scooby All right. All right so since you stole my beloved Beulah away from me. And Guy stole Sunny from me. Mm. I'm gonna All right. I'm gonna skip down a little bit on my list here, real quick. I'm gonna go for a uh <laughs> little a little change in pace here. Oh. Because I'm talking about Gangrel. What? Gangrel. It's not what you think, though. I'll bet you. I you don't know this story. Gangrel, the vampire warrior, as he was known in ECW, one of the greatest promos of all time with Tommy Dreamer. I'm here for one reason, one reason only, and that's get your hands off my woman. Yeah! That one's for you, single H. But Gangrel, when he left the WWF, as it was known back then, Gangrel signed on with a production company, and he himself did not star or appear in any films. Do you know what he did? Direct. You are correct, sir. He signed a contract to direct 12 Smutty McSmutstein films, including the amply titled Miami Rump Shakers 2. <laughs> the sequel. I was either going with director Fluffer. <laughs> well, with those fangs? Oh, good luck with all that. <laughs> so, yeah, there's your uh, vampire warrior guy who helped introduce us to the world of Edge and Christian. Went on to become quite a porno director. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. Speaking of directors in Zipono industry, one of our favorites. I know you're down. Mr. 3D himself, Bubba Ray, has actually no. gotten himself into the directing smut business himself. No shit. No surprise knowing Bubba Ray. All his scenes were um, girl on girl. So, Well, that's Bubba Ray for you. That's Bubba. Can't blame him, right? <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that if that's your thing. 
not I'm not going down that road. But yeah, I'm I'm with Bubba. <laughs> I've only got a couple left on my list. I didn't dive too too hard into it because I knew there were a couple of big ones that were gonna take up most of the time. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um I'm gonna go with one that I think is the most more of the more recent ones with Paige. Page and that her tapes that came noted. out. Page uh-huh. has more than one tape. Yeah. Paige oh, I know. I know. Put herself out there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I believe that's what ultimately got her fired from the WWE. Well, you, you did mention Xavier Woods earlier. You do know that Xavier Woods is in a video with her, and nope. it's like, oh yeah, and it's they're not holding anything back. <laughs> <laughs> they're going full on. Uh huh. Full on wrestling. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Paige is um obviously not bashful. And she's had uh, put up. She's put out some videos herself. She has had videos leaked, but she doesn't seem to let it bother her. And even after it was all said and done, I mean, we know she can't ever wrestle again, unfortunately, because of her neck injury, which sucks. Because I was always a real big Paige fan, mm-hmm. not just for the smut. I actually loved her in the ring. I love her British watch- accent, the way she would call people out and everything too. Did but- you watch the uh, her movie? Uh, fighting with my family. That was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. That was really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Actually, uh, I had heard great things about it from my brother and my nieces, and I, I it was even better than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, that was very cool. So yeah, Paige is uh, she's still back in WWE. She works as a consultant and still appears on TV from time to time. Consultant on uh, so, videos. I mean, after who we obviously. <clears throat> are going to have to mention. Perhaps we should save this particular subject until the end. Please, no more spoilers, guy. We appreciate it. But I think we all know who we should end with this topic on. That's my last one, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's actually two people involved in that, but one in more so in particular. So we'll just obviously throw out there, as anyone knows, our age will recall many, many famous female athletes in the world of wrestling have appeared in Playboy magazine. We had uh, Tori Wilson, China, Sable, Maria, Christy, him, Candice, Michelle, and Maurice as well. I don't know if there's been a lot of them. I'm probably missing some. I don't know. I stopped reading Playboy when I was like 12. I read for the articles. (laughs) As we all did. I had a lot of research papers to do back then when I was 12. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of research lots but, yeah so a lot of been in playboy yeah yeah um I'll just, if you want oh uh, yes thank you i knew i was missing somebody stacy keeler yes yes the former yeah, miss george clooney herself yes. she had legs for days miss money penny but of course <laughs> sean connery I'm only borrowing your Humvee. Yes, we are going into impersonations now here towards the latter <laughs> end of the show. Hey, we're talking about porn. Why not? <laughs> um, I'll just throw down the last couple because there's, you know, as I said, there's two people in particular I want to save for last. Just got to throw a couple mentions out there. Um, right. There was Ashley who appeared. Uh, also appeared in Playboy, was rumored to have been an escort before winning the Raw's Divas Search back in 2005. As a matter of oh. fact, Sonny 
herself, Tammy Lynn, was the one that evidently started this rumor, or I don't know, I wasn't there. My hands are clean on this one. Um, perhaps she knew something. We don't know. I don't know. But that's what uh, old Ashley was accused of. Uh, then there was also Mickey James, who uh, mm -hmm. she didn't just do Playboy. She went a little further than that. I don't know. The NWO theme song sounds still sounds like porn music to me every time I hear it. So I'm going with that. <laughs> Um, then there was also uh, Gorgeous George, who was mm. at one time all fixed up with the Macho Man. Yeah, they were dropping the X tablets, going on Nitro, you see. Yeah, and yeah, she got down and dirty with the Smith. She got the madness. Oh, the Macho Madness, and then some. <laughs> uh, and there was also, I remember, uh, a chick. Back who in the ODCW days by the name of Chastity, she yep. she also did a little naughty naughty herself. So um, I know there's more I'm missing. I did put a lot of research into this because yeah, it's <laughs> a fun topic <laughs> to talk about. We got enough. So um, I only have two more to talk about. So if you same, have anything else, it's the same same two as you have because uh, mm -hmm. they're both involved in the same scene, same thing. So. Ha, 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 ha. Yep. We talking about China. It's back. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, another speaking of sex tapes that never oh. really, really needed to be made. Nope. nope. She made more than a couple she made more than one. Yeah, yeah. Uh she sure did. Uh towards the end of her life, and like I said this before. Another unfortunate case, like I mentioned about Sonny. Guy Manley says, I've watched porn that's produced before NWO on Spice Network. It's actually porn music. That makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah. Uh, Jericho said that his first entrance team in WCW was uh, NBA Highlights generic track number 17 or whatever he, he said <laughs> in his book. So I can believe that, guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah China, um, as we all know, her and, and Xbox, Sean Waltman, his real name, one, two, three, one, two, three kid, kid, six pack, whatever you want to call. It. Remember when they appeared on that um, celebrity reality show with yep. uh, what, like Bobby from fucking uh, or Peter from Brady Punch, and I think Mini Me was there, and yeah, they had that one episode that were like it was obvious, like you know they were all partying, whatever. It's a show, but. It was pretty fucked up, man. China was like all messed up. And then Sean Waltman shows up at the house while they're filming the show and he's all fucked up and he's like a man to see her and fucking Brady Bunch boys trying to get in with him. And there's fucking poor mini me who's passed out on his little scooter. One of the highlights of reality TV, folks. Yeah, that happened. But, but um, yeah, China, once she. You know, obviously split off with Triple H and she, you know, left the WWF. Uh, you know, it was a tragic tale what happened with her. Really. Oh, absolutely. She got heavy into drugs and she got into porn big time. I'm sure a lot of you who are actually watching this show are completely aware of the fact that she did a lot of porn. It was kind of hard not to notice. And she and 
infamous, infamously starred in one where she was painted up as the Incredible Hulk and did some not so nice stuff oh. with the rest of the Avengers. So <laughs> look it so up, nice, kids. Not so <laughs> nice Hulk things. <laughs> Hulk did not smash. <clears throat> Hulk got smashed. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. I think this topic needs to end. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of 18 plus. I'm going to go wash out my tongue. Yeah, with lots of Tabasco sauce and soap. Ralphie style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel right here on YouTube. Please go like, share, subscribe. Uh, as always, we appreciate everything. And Leo and the Dorking Network, Deadly Grounds Coffee, Kojo's Toy World. Uh, not much more I can say on those people. You guys are the tops. Word. Uh, this Sunday, myself and Ashley on Center Sundays, we got Blaze Your Dead Homie coming on from Magic Ninja. Make sure you check us out on all streaming networks. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Look at you over here with your uh, celebrity guests. Hey, this one took some doing. I'm very proud of this one. It's going to be a very hey, good view, buddy. Person, uh... As you know, I'm not very familiar myself, but uh, no yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Hey, man, you're more power to you. You're making it happen, brother. We are working on some getting some guests to appear on the show here on Off the Rope Tuesdays. I'm in. Well, we've already had a baby and a cat, so that's pretty sweet. This is true. So um, we're on our way. Baby I steps. Did, I did talk to uh, Mr. Charles Wright himself the other day. No way, dude. Are you shitting he, me? He is taking a break from podcasts at the moment, so once he gets back into it, we might be able to link up with uh, Mr. Godfather slash Papa Shango at some point. Dude. But, we're working on it, working on some guests to come in and talk to talk to you folks, talk to us, ask some questions, have some fun. Um, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week, 8 o'clock, right here on YouTube. For me, Diggs, and my tag team partner, Mr. Jack Torrance, we thank you, and we will see you next week. Hasta la pasta. Baby. Yes, sir. You know what to do with your dad, homie Blaze, coming through with a little message just for you. The homies over at Hell Entertainment hit me up. They told me they're doing it all, yo. They do it all from photography to graphic design and publications, yo. And that ain't it. They're doing it for artists. They're doing it for artists around the motherfucking world. That's right. Not just your backyard. Not just out there on the streets in the states. They talking about the motherfucking world. That means the whole goddamn globe. That circle. That whole motherfucking circle. That's what the fuck they doing. They doing the damn Everybody, yo. And that ain't all. That ain't all. Look, 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 look. They on that next level. They on that next level. That's right. Center Sundays. They doing their own podcast. They talking about everything from music and more. Check them out today, yo. You heard it here first. Your homie and my homies over at Hell Entertainment. Yo, that's what I'm about. This motherfucker. Bodies on the watch suspicious. A body shot me. It's interesting to see the means and the tactics they take.